BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Top slow, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one opportunity. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in normal Illinois to face the Illinois State Redbirds. Now, BYU had its five-game winning streak halted against Houston. BYU fell to 5-2 and two after the 76-62 loss on Saturday at the Marriott Center. T.J. Haas, though certainly a bright spot, scored a season-high 25 points. That also included six threes. Yoli Childs added 16 points and nine rebounds. Rebounds. Now, the majority of the scoring came from those two players. No other Cougar player scored more than five points. Saturday's game also ends BYU's six-game homestand. The Cougars played well overall. They went 5-1 and one during those six games, and BYU's defense has been really good to start the year. The Cougars have held five of their seven opponents to 40% shooting or lower. That's top 25, or excuse me, top 50 in the NCAA. As we mentioned, though, the homestand has come to a close. Two out of the next three games will now be on the road beginning tonight against Illinois State. And the Redbirds, like BYU, are also 5-2. and two. And as I mentioned, they play in normal Illinois, which is about uh, trying to figure out where it is compared to, say, Chicago. It's about 135 miles southwest of the Windy City. They're just an average shooting team. They score 76 points per game, but they give up 74. The Redbirds do play well at home. They are 79-20 and 20 under, head coach, under head coach Dan Muller. The Cougars beat this team last year in Provo. The player to watch for the Redbirds, Malik Yarbrough. It's the team's leading scorer at 17 points per game. Plus, he averages eight rebounds and four assists. Yarbrough is one of four players in the Missouri Valley Conference to rank in the conference's top five in points, rebounds, and assists. Right now, though, BYU is a team that's focused on themselves. They're more worried about fixing and improving their game. And one player who has begun the season in a different role from last year is senior captain Luke Worthington. Luke has started one game, but has primarily been used off the bench for about eight minutes a game. I talked with Luke after practice this week. Here's our conversation. After the loss to Houston, everybody that I talked to said, you know, this will be a good opportunity for us to, to learn something and bounce back from it. What did you guys learn from the Houston loss? You know, when, when you get down to a team, and especially to a good team, you, more than any, I mean, everyone on this team wants to win, obviously. But I think one of the things that we can do better at is making sure that we all have the same plan of attack. Um, everyone has the same agenda, which is to win, but if you want to do it, everyone's got to be on the same page. Um, and it's not that people don't want to be. I think it's just a communication thing. So um, when we're down like that, as long as we do our best to group back together and have that same plan of attack, then we'll win more games. You guys had the six-game homestand, and that was the only loss. I mean, you guys had won five in a row. Overall, what do you think about the way the team is playing in general? Um, I think a lot of guys are comfortable. They're making shots, and offensively, I think guys are um, feeling pretty loose. Unfortunately, the shots didn't go for us against Houston, and um, one just kind of one misled to another and things kind of spiraled out for us but other than that I think we have again just a team that's really good defensively and really good at um, communicating because we have some upperclassmen who know where they are on the floor 
So it's just a matter of bringing both the offense and the defense um, in order to get that last win. The shooting aspect is, I've got to imagine for you guys as players, it's kind of mind-boggling because by all accounts, the shots are going down in practice. Mm -hmm. We know how good of a team this is in terms of the ability to shoot, but they're just not falling in games. You guys are getting the right shots. So how do you overcome that, maybe even from a mental standpoint? Um, I mean, I think you just got to think next shot goes in. Um, It's a shooter's mentality, and I think the guys on the team understand that there's full faith and full trust behind them. Um, It's just, I think, seeing the ball go in at this point. Uh, I think guys understand that they're good enough players. It's just they need to hit the shots that they usually hit. Is it a good thing? Certainly, you take all the games at home if you can get them, but do you think it's a good thing after six games at home to be able to go out on the road and and kind of test yourselves that way? Yeah, it'll be nice, especially because, I mean, a lot of the season will be on the road. So we need to get back to being used to flights and being away from girlfriends and wives who take care of us and feed us and take care of ourselves for a little bit and make sure that we're all locked in. And, and it is good for the camaraderie. I love being on the road with these guys because that's when you get closest to them. So, How has the start of the year been for you personally? It's been good. Um, I, More than anything, I want to see this team win. And whatever that takes um, as far as a personnel standpoint or um, a scheme Offensively, defensively, um, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. So I just want to be here for my guys and know that um, as long as we're winning, I'm happy. You guys faced this team last year, and now obviously you're playing at their place. What do you remember from last year's game and, and uh, maybe this, this year's version of the Redbirds that you'll face? It's a good team. Um, and they've got some guys coming back who will be significant contributors. Um, I think more than anything going into this one, know that it'll be, again, just a good atmosphere and a good group of guys that we're playing. It's going to be a lot like Nevada um, as far as the atmosphere is concerned. And then we just need to come all playing together. And again, back to that main point of just communicating as far as what our plan of attack is and how we're going to beat these guys. Confidence level, though, there's, there's nothing wrong with the confidence level of this team, though, right now, right? No. No, no, no issues with the confidence. I think this team is mature enough to understand that this is a long season, a season full of wins and losses. And, you know, I've done this three years before, and most guys have done at least two, maybe one. Um, but freshmen who are coming in still understand from high school that one game isn't going to ter- determine your season. Um, two games won't determine your season. Three games won't determine your season. Uh, it's a long road, and we have a lot of opportunities ahead of us, so we just need to take one game at a time. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Yep, sounds good. All right, that was senior captain Luke Worthington. Always love talking with Luke. Man, what a, what a great guy, and uh, appreciate his time after practice this week as we get you ready for BYU and Illinois State. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer that BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to Redbird Arena for a courtside conversation with Brian Santiago. Brian filling in for Mark Durant tonight. We'll talk with Brian coming up on the other side. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU radio studios in beautiful Provo, Utah. It's time for our courtside conversation. For that, we will head to Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois. Filling in for Mark Durant tonight on the broadcast with Greg is Senior Associate Athletic Director Brian Santiago. Brian, as if you didn't have enough on your plate already, we're going to get you on the broadcast tonight, right? Uh, Happy to always watch a game courtside with my friend Greg Rubel and... (laughs) 
talk a little basketball and, and call the game. We've, we've done this a few times together, and I'm happy to fill in for one of my former teammates, Mark Duran. Well, it's, it's great to have you uh, on the broadcast tonight, and I wanted to ask you, BYU had its five-game winning streak snapped Saturday against Houston. What were your takeaways from that game? You know, Houston's a very, very good team. They're very well coached. Kelvin Sampson does a great job. Their intensity and defensive ten intensity especially uh, caused some problems for BYU. And uh, I think Houston's going to win a lot of games. It was a great opportunity uh, missed by the Cougars. The, I, I expected a game like that, that, would, that every possession mattered. And uh, whichever team shot the ball better would win the game. And that's kind of what it came down to there. It was a close game there at the half, but every possession counts, and Houston got a little separation in the last minute of the half, got it out to five or six points, and, uh, you know, BYU, you know, made a run or two in the second half, but could never get close enough to really uh, have a chance to win the game, and so this is going to be another opportunity tonight uh, for them to rebound, for BYU to rebound from that Houston game. Overall, though, the homestand, which was six games in, BYU goes 5-1 and one on the homestand. Overall, pretty successful outing in Provo. Yeah, no question. And, and I, I think this is a very good BYU basketball team that is only going to get better. Uh, I think they've really only played one game so far that, that offensively was seemed to be clicking, and that was the Rice game. Uh, guys were knocking down shots, uh, balance scoring, inside-out game. Uh, against a decent Rice team. So I, I just think this team's got big upside. There's certainly some things that are they're coming down the pike with Nick Emery coming back into the picture. But uh, I really believe that it was a good homestand. It gave some confidence to some of the younger guys. And uh, hopefully they can build on it now that uh, they're going on in a uh, road swing that's eight out of ten games away from the Marriott Center. You know, and seeing TJ play the way he did, he had a season high 25 points. It was great, and he took control of the BYU offense, which he's certainly more than capable of doing. Now, BYU needs more from guys not named Yoli and TJ, but I was certainly impressed with the mindset that TJ had against Houston. TJ is a very, very good basketball player, uh, and we've seen we've seen over and over again in big games that tj will show up and do some amazing things i love the way he's shooting the ball right now you know sometimes as a shooter you you got to see it go in a, a few times early on in the season you know certainly that uh game against nevada and a couple other games where the ball wasn't going down once the ball started going in for tj uh you're just seeing what he's capable of and i expect tj to have multiple games this year where he's in the upper 20s into the 30s. I just think he's that kind of a player. He handles pressure really well. He's a good decision maker. He's a very good passer. And uh, when he's shooting the ball the way he is and the way he did against Houston, great things are going to happen for the Cougars. Brian Santiago joining me from Norma, Illinois, BYU, Illinois State tonight. Brian filling in for Mark Durant on the broadcast tonight. You'll hear Brian and Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Brian, I don't know if you were able to hear my interview with Luke Worthington in our last segment. And I always come away impressed with Luke when I talk with him. Luke, Luke the person. His minutes are down. His numbers are down. He's coming off the bench. But he said all he cares about is seeing this team win, whatever it takes. He said he's in it to win it. That is a team captain right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jason, you're talking about some of the best people best student athletes that you're going to find anywhere in the country and when i say that i'm not just talking about 
uh, their skills on the basketball court. Certainly Luke has helped BYU win a lot of games. But his role is different on this team. But as a captain, as a really smart guy, uh, he knows that he can either sit around and have a negative take on things or he can try to help this team win by being a great leader and giving everything he's got every day in practice uh, and, you know, elevate the other guys around him. Luke's, Luke's an incredible guy, and uh, as you look around this team, you've got some of the best student-athletes you're going to find anywhere in the country uh, far beyond the basketball court. They're good human beings. This is BYU's first road game since the season opener, and obviously it's great to have six games in a row in Provo, but I'm sure that the coaches want to see how this team handles a road test. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and, and, and Jason, I, the, first, uh, the first road game of the season against Nevada, I thought BYU was the better team for three-quarters of the game. Uh, they, they had Nevada down, you know, middle of the second half. Uh, they were playing toe-to-toe with them and shot six for 31 from the three-point line. And if you go back and chart that game, I think 15 of the shots that BYU missed from the three-point line were off an extra pass, wide open, shots that uh, typically you're going to probably make half of. And I really believe that uh, BYU is capable of, of doing some great things if they can relax and shoot the ball with confidence and see that thing go in. Uh, I, I really, you know, I didn't know what to expect at Nevada on the road against the top 10 team to start the season and uh, halfway through the game and into the second half I thought I thought the Cougars were going toe-to-toe and were every bit as good as Nevada and uh, just had a, a, a an off shooting night and unfortunately uh, we haven't seen the lid come all the way off the basket for all of the guys on the Cougars but I think it's gonna happen I really do uh, there's some very capable shooters here and uh, hopefully tonight for the Cougars, this is a night where they break out and have three or four guys uh, knocking down shots from all over the court. Illinois State is an interesting team. They're, they're a good team. They're not a dominant team. They're not a very big team, but they're a team that plays very well at home. Malik Yarbrough is a stud. What type of test do you see from the Redbirds tonight? Well, they're gonna, they play very well at home. They're very well coached, and they've got good, skilled basketball players. Yarbrough is a... A, a very, very talented uh, athletic player that knows how to get the ball in the basket. He's also a very good passer, a very good rebounder. And uh, I, expect, I expect Illinois State to come out with a lot of energy, try to, to jump on BYU early and uh, play to the emotion of the crowd. I think it's really important that BYU come out and steady that initial kind of excitement. Illinois State's been on the road. They're back here for, for a little homestand. And so I think... BYU just needs to weather that initial kind of emotion just like they did at Nevada and play solid basketball, knock down some shots early. But Illinois State's going to come at BYU pretty good. And uh, I think they're a very good basketball team. Like you said, I don't think they're a great team, but they're very good. They're very capable. And uh, it's important that BYU continue to guard and play defense like they have the first part of the season. Their defensive effort's been outstanding. They've made teams make very difficult shots. Teams are shooting a low percentage. All those are really good signs. What the Cougars need to do now is find some rhythm offensively and score score the ball more than just Yoli and, and uh, TJ. They're going to have to have three or four guys have big nights, and they're capable of it. Certainly we've seen signs of it with Zach Selyus has had some big games shooting the ball. Uh, we just... Their other guys are going to have to step up. It can't just be TJ and, and Yoli tonight. Well, and I thought what you just said was, was spot on. Certainly, and this was something that 
that I've talked with coaches about. I mean, they've, they've mentioned it. I even talked with Luke about this. The shots that BYU, that they're getting, they're, they're getting the right shots. They're getting them in the places that they want the shots. They're just not falling. You keep taking those shots, they're going to start falling. But on the defensive end, that's all about effort. And the fact that BYU has had the defensive effort really from the beginning of the season, that is a big plus that as long as you're doing that, the other stuff will take care of itself. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And what happens is is every once in a while when, you, when the, you're not seeing the ball go through the basket, yet uh, players have a tendency to let down on the defensive end, let the frustration of the offensive end carry over to defense. That can't happen for this BYU team. They have to maintain their defensive intensity, maintain the execution of the defensive game plan that the coaches are putting together for them, giving them great opportunities. And then uh, offensively, it's it's mental. You got to be able to step up. You got to be able to relax, and you got to get into a rhythm. And you got to see that ball go in. The BYU's got very capable shooters. Uh, there's a difference though in shooting the ball, expecting it to go in, and shooting the ball, hoping it's going to go in. And and these BYU shooters, I saw it in. in practice last night i saw it today and shoot around uh saw guys starting to get into rhythm starting to shoot that ball and shoot it with confidence and hopefully tonight's a breakout for him all right you touched on a couple of keys i want to i want to ask you that again ken garf honda nissan and volkswagen and orm proudly present our keys to the game brian what are your keys to tonight's game well first i love ken garf nissan and volkswagen <laughs> of orm i got good friends out there that are running those dealerships and they're very very supportive of byu but I, I think the keys to the game tonight are, are uh, to defensively uh, win the rebound battle. They, BYU has to keep Illinois State from getting second opportunities. They're very athletic in two or three spots. BYU needs to win the rebound battle. And BYU needs to shoot over 40% from the three-point line if they want to win this game. He is BYU's Deputy Athletic Director. He is Brian Santiago. Great stuff as always, Brian. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, man. All right. Good to catch up. All right, man. There we go. Brian Santiago filling in for Mark Duran on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. Plus, for all of our local BYU fans here in the state of Utah, a very big trade. Not necessarily big in names, but big in what it could necessarily mean for the Utah Jazz we will go over that on the other side as well. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU basketball in normal Illinois taking on Illinois State. The Redbirds, they play at uh, Doug Collins Court at Redbird Arena. We'll have the game for you coming up in just a little over 35 minutes from right now. BYU not the only local team playing hoops tonight. Utah State at home in Logan, tipping off at 7 o'clock against Northern Iowa, also at 7 o'clock, not too far from where I am right now. Over in Orem, UVU will be hosting Western State Colorado University. Again, both of those games starting at 7 o'clock. So uh, with our game starting an hour earlier than we're used to, 
Uh, we'll probably have some scores for you at halftime for both of those games. All right, top 25 college basketball. With it being a little earlier start, not a lot of action. Just two games currently going on in top 25 action. Number six, Tennessee, with a 43-27 to lead over Eastern Kentucky. That game nearing halftime. And just beginning, number six, Ohio State leading Syracuse by a score of two to nothing later on tonight. Number four, Virginia at number 24, Maryland. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number eight, Auburn hosting St. Peter's. Number 10, Kentucky taking on Monmouth. It will be number 15, Florida State hosting number 19, Purdue. And the late game tonight, only 7.30 Mountain Time, will be number 7, Michigan, taking on number 11, North Carolina. In the NBA, a couple of games going on right now. Six and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Atlanta with a 16-9 lead on the road at Charlotte over the Hornets. 6-10 to go in the first in Philadelphia. 76ers and the New York Knicks all tied up at 18 apiece. Coming up in about uh, about 10 minutes from now, the Utah Jazz are in Brooklyn getting ready to take on the Brooklyn Nets. Jazz looking to jumpstart the offense, and they made a trade today. You don't normally see trades this early in the season, but the Utah Jazz, as they're looking to get better shooting, have traded for a familiar face. Kyle Korver on his way back to the Utah Jazz. The Jazz making a trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers today. In exchange for Kyle Korver coming back to Utah, the Jazz will be sending Alec Burks and two future second-round draft picks. Obviously, Kyle will not play with the Jazz tonight, uh, but you would expect him to be with the team uh, as they move forward from this one. So the Jazz and the Nets coming up a little bit later on. And then tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the Chicago Bulls. Minnesota Timberwolves at home taking on the San Antonio Spurs. The Wizards in New Orleans to battle the Pelicans. Cleveland Cavaliers in OKC to face the Oklahoma City Thunder, Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers hosting the Orlando Magic, and at Staples Center in Los Angeles, the L.A. Clippers taking on the Phoenix Suns. All right, that's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to get you to Redburn Arena in Normal, Illinois, for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. Greg will be talking with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. You won't want to miss it, and don't forget, Brian Santiago on the broadcast tonight. BYU's Deputy Athletic Director filling in for Mark Durant. You'll hear Brian and Greg coming up after this. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois, the home venue of the Illinois State Redbirds, one of the best teams in the Missouri Valley Conference. Welcoming in one of the best in the West Coast Conference. It's BYU's first away game after a six-game homestand during which the Cougars went 5-1. and one. The Redbirds are undefeated at home this season, going 3-0 on this floor. I'm Greg Grubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play call. Joined courtside by former BYU, uh, former Provo High School star, Fresno State standout, legendary sharpshooter, and BYU Deputy Athletic Director Brian Santiago. And tonight we see BYU hitting the road where they'll play eight of their next ten games. Key stretch in the schedule and a great opportunity to develop more chemistry and ideally boast the Cougars' postseason portfolio. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Doug Collins Court at Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois. It's so-called, we'll call it Chillinois tonight. We're back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU at Illinois State tonight with tip-off to staff at the top of the hour here at Redbird Arena in normal Illinois, roughly two hours southwest of Chicago, where the uh, low overnight was in the single digits. Second all-time meeting between these two teams. The initial get-together took place last season in Provo. BYU came away with the 80-68 to win behind a game-high 20 from T.J. Haas. And T.J. comes in, too, tonight, 10 points away from 1,000 for his BYU career. Time now for my pregame interview with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And this evening, the coach talks about his guys uh, being in bounce-back mode with a great opportunity coming off a tough loss and coming into enemy territory at Illinois State. Yeah, and I, I think that, um, you know, our, our team had a kind of unusually long homestand, you know, for us. Played six games at home in a row. And, um, and you know, the, the, the key to having really good teams would be able to get down the road and be able to be yourself and execute. And I think the first time out against Nevada played a really talented team and and uh you know we hung in there for a while but we never really found our game on the road so that's what I'm looking forward here tonight I want to see if we can you know get off to a good start and execute be you know be really solid defensively I think our team has had a a really good defensive core to it and then find a flow offensively where we can sustain it you know for long periods of time and um, and, and we'll see how they guard us. You know, Dan's, he'll have a, a heck of a plan, and uh, I think he'll play a lot of zone. I think he'll mix things up, and hopefully we can stay with a, a real consistent flow of offense through the game. A lot of the t- a lot of the players you'll see tonight are guys you saw at your place uh, last year. Yeah, and, you know, we got off to a great start last year. Uh, yeah. I think that they only, we held them to 17 points in the first half, which is really, you know, one characteristics of Dan's teams. They're really good offensive teams, and I – uh, the second half, they actually beat us up pretty good. It came out and scored 51 points in the second half. And we, we had a lot of concerns after that game about our defense on that team and if we you know had holes that we needed to fix or if we had real core issues. But uh, I think we'll see you know a really excited team tonight to play. They, they, did, they went, were in the Cayman Islands for a three-game stint, and uh, um, I think they're obviously excited to be home. Both teams' four men are pretty impressive. Uh, you've got Yoli Childs. They've got Malik Yarborough. Yeah, and, and Malik is a is probably more of a diverse player. Um, you know, they list him as a six six guard, but he can really post up. He, yeah. I he, think of him as a four. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I, I and and, and the, but that's what it really kind of what he plays is that you know that position where they try to find the best matchup uh, defensively. So we'll we'll see how we kind of can get a guy. Where, you know, he brings the ball up a lot, which in our system that means we got our point guard you know picking him up at half court and trying to get him to take an angle one way or another and and we might you know have to adjust that and shift back to uh you know have those two guys switch as soon as possible he goes into immediate handoffs right after right uh in in dribble penetration when he brings the ball up so he's got the ball in his hands a lot and then he's got some you know some guys who can can really finish for him i think you know Keyshawn. uh um, Evans, he's a guy that uh, hasn't really got started yet. I think he's shooting in the low 20s right now, but was a 41% three-point shooter last year. So, And then the junior college kid, Zach Copeland, he's a guy who can really score. He scored a ton of points in Juke. So we're, uh, and then there's two big guys can actually finish well. One, one, one is a left-handed kid who can actually shoot from the perimeter. and So uh, they get late in the shot clocks at times. He, he's he's kind of a little bit like Kelvin. He likes to... 
you know, you know, either take that thing and shoot it quick or get it in a half court and then kind of grind it down. So hopefully our defense is good late in the shot clock tonight too. They've shot uh, better than 40% from the arc in four of their games, and you're looking for that number on your own team to come up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think that uh, I've had so many questions about it, and everybody wants to know what I think. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I really believe in these guys. I, I think that uh, they'll start to go down, and, and when they do, I think you'll see a real consistent flow with our guys. And T.J. Haas is playing really well right now, isn't he? Yeah, T.J. and uh, is really, you know, kind of, um, you know, pl- just starting to really – you know, take that uh, that role as an offensive scorer, uh, either with the ball in his hands or you know uh, playing on the wing. So uh, hopefully he can continue, and then some other guys can follow. You know, a lot of times, what you really need, you know, Yo's, Yo's been really consistent for us offensively, but it's a it's a it's a different kind of way that he scores the ball. He's kind of a stationary offensive player. You need that guy who can really move and mm. and. Uh, you know, be on the perimeter and, and be one side to the other side, up at the top, attacking the baseline, and then free up a lot of people and, and then have guys respond to you. And that one guy to lead out, and hopefully that can be TJ here. And you're now one week away from adding a really important piece back to your team. Yeah, we're getting down into single digits of days, and uh, so we'll look forward to that next week when, when that happens. But uh, really excited for this opportunity here tonight, and hopefully our guys are ready. Should be a good vibe and a really interesting building, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it's a, you can tell there's a lot of history in here. Doug Collins Court, that that uh, you know, he was playing back, you know, in college back when I was playing in high school. So that was uh, years and years ago. So, uh, but there's been a, a real tradition here yeah. in uh, in this and in the Valley, the Missouri Valley Conference is a, a real basketball-oriented conference. So hopefully we get a good crowd and it's a good good vibe in here. Well, good luck in getting a big win tonight, uh, Coach. We'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's BYU head coach Dave Rose. And tonight, Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show is next as our pregame coverage continues from Redbird Arena at Illinois State on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU tonight opening a two-game road stretch at Illinois State with Weber State awaiting on the weekend. It's the 5-2 Cougars at the 5-2 Redbirds tonight here as Illinois State looks to get one back after taking an L last season in Provo. Greg Rubel and sitting in four. Mark Durant, BYU Deputy Athletic Director Brian Santiago with you from courtside on tonight's caller statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Our control board operator is Nathan Israelson, and our coordinating producer Terry South. Our broadcast intern tonight is Aaron Fitzner. You're listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brian, a pretty solid start for the Cougar Hoopsters. 5-2 and two with the only two losses coming to high-profile teams, undefeated teams, Nevada and Houston. Uh, but the number uh, that, that currently looms large in the early going, at least, is BYU BYU's number from the three-point line, it's a shade under 29%, and we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. I believe, you believe, the number's bound to come up, right? They're better shooters, and certainly uh, Nick Emery's impending return will help the percentage. But as a prolific three-point shooter yourself, what are you seeing, and what, if anything, will help these guys get out of this uh, current three-point funk? Well, Greg, you, you make a very good point. BYU has a roster full of guys that are very capable shooters. And for this team to be successful, they're going to need to start knocking down shots in the games. I, I really believed, watching the first three quarters of the Nevada game, that BYU was the better team because they were getting wide-open shots, and those are shots that I personally expected to go in. 
and they shot six for 31 that game, and certainly that's not going to beat a, a top 10 team on their home floor, but they had the lead 10 minutes into the second half, and BYU was playing very confidently, not shooting the ball, and so you can see this BYU team has a huge upside. Shooting the ball is mental. It really is mental. When you're a great shooter, there's a difference between shooting the ball and expecting the ball to go in and shooting the ball and hoping it goes in. And what we've seen early on in this season is some of the BYU shooters shooting the ball, hoping it's going to go in. A lot of people can hoist up shots and hope it goes in, but the great shooters are seeing the ball go, go in. You notice that T.J. Haas, who's a great player and a great shooter, has seen a few balls go in the last few games, and man alive, now all of a sudden now you can see. Now it's gone to expecting. It's a, he's 100% every time he shoots it, he's expecting it to go in. Last night in shoot-around, he's talking about the, the basket being the size of a... Hula hoop, hula hoop. Yeah. And, and and that's what happens as, as a great shooter once you see the ball go in a few times you really start expecting that to go in and what needs to happen for this BYU team to be successful is some of the other guys have got to get into that rhythm and flow all right coming up after the break from Redbird Arena you'll hear my pregame conversation with Illinois State head coach Dan Muller when the Cougar tip-off show continues on the new skin BYU Sports Network This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel. Coming your way tonight from Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois, where the high temperature today was in the low 20s. It's BYU and Illinois State. Uh, the Cougars visiting the program picked to finish second in the Missouri Valley Conference to last season's Big Dance Cinderella, Loyola of Chicago. The Redbirds returning almost 90% of last year's scoring. They start four returning senior starters. Uh, this is a good team off to a 5-2 and two start to the season. Actually, one of the seniors that I projected them to start tonight will not. They'll go with three senior starters. We'll get to that lineup change in a moment. The head coach of the, of the uh, Redbirds Birds is Dan Muller, 11th all-time leading scorer here at uh, Illinois State, now in his seventh season as head coach. His team of the season is playing to get back in the postseason after an 18-15 and 15 campaign last year left Illinois State staying home in March. Better things expected in 2018-19 as Coach Muller returns. Again, a lot of important players from last year. A short time ago here at Redbird Arena, I asked the coach how his early season team is rounding into shape with BYU rolling into town. Excited about our team, high expectations in, you know, inside of our program, and yet a little disappointed of how we played, and even some of our seniors. I think a few of our seniors maybe a little too much pressure on themselves early. They've had great attitudes, but we really haven't played very well yet, and I thought we would early. Um, I think we're working ourselves out of that. Again, the attitude's been great. A um, little bit of injury, but um, I think our best ball's ahead, hopefully tonight, obviously, but our, our, our seniors have played maybe with too much pressure as mm -hmm. opposed to free and loose and like seniors. You would take last year's second half against these guys, I know. Well, I'd take that. That first half, I'd throw it away, flush it down the toilet, and burn it. Um, 0 for 16 from 3 in the first half. Um, just kind of got shell-shocked a little bit. Of course, BYU played a tremendous game. And we fought back. But um, you just can't – I mean, when you play really good teams, which I believe BYU is one of them, and, and I think we've played a couple other ones, you know, you can't have – 10, 15-minute segments where you don't play well. Everybody's going to have a two-minute, a three-minute lull here and there, especially early in the season. But, you know, you have a 20-minute lull, you're in trouble. You don't need to worry about Elijah Bryant, who almost had a triple-double against you guys last year. But what do you have to worry about against BYU? Well, number one, I'm really happy I don't have to worry about him <laughs> because watching the film, wow, was he good. Man, he was so good. Um, you know, clearly it starts with, with Childs and Halls and, and the inside-out combination and the uh, physical presence of Childs is just so difficult to deal with one-on-one. -on -one. 
He can score in so many ways. He's making his free throws. And then Hawes is just a competitor. Uh, coming off of a great shooting game, a couple in a row, he'll shoot from anywhere. You've got to really be aware of where he's at. And then it, yet if you focus on those two guys too often, other guys can jump up, make shots. Harden, of course, can get going. So I, I do think it starts with those two guys. And yet you can't take anybody else lightly, but you've got to figure out your game plan, how to start trials number one, and then halls after that. When you see BYU's 29% three-point number, you've got to be thinking, when's the night? I've got to be hoping not tonight. <laughs> um, look, they're going to shoot it better than that. You know, I've had teams that start off the year struggling a little bit. Um, maybe it's a lack of experience. Maybe it's different roles. You've got to figure out how to make shots. We've got to make them take tough shots. And... If they make them, they make them, right? We're not going to play off anybody, and, you know, they can't shoot. But it's about forcing tough contested shots, and hopefully the confidence doesn't get there. Um, and yet, again, you go double-team childs, they might get some open looks. So um, hopefully it's not tonight, but we have to do our job to make sure they're tough shots. You've got a great counter for Yoli Childs and Malik Arabro. Yeah, those two guys are so good. Um, they'll guard each other some, I'm sure. They'll spend some time off of each other. Uh, Malik is a dynamic. They're not the same player. He's a dynamic playmaker for us. Can score on all different levels. Uh, really matured a ton defensively, and, and we do think he's a matchup problem. And of course, Childs, like I said, he's. We got to throw a lot of different guys at him. See who does well. Well, it's BYU's first time here. I've heard from a lot of fans on social media, BYU fans who plan to be here, and uh, should be a good vibe in the building tonight. It'll be great. We appreciate them coming. Hopefully, they leave unhappy, but <laughs> we, we hope that we have great hospitality while they're here. Coach Muller, thanks for taking the time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. All right, that is Illinois State head coach Dan Muller. Time now for our UB the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. We're going with some more BYU basketball trivia. T.J. Hawes, 10 points away from becoming the 52nd member of BYU's 1,000-point club in which he would join current teammates Nick Emery and Yoli Childs. He would also make it three brother tandems who've each scored 1,000 points at BYU who are the other two sets of BYU brothers to have each scored 1,000-plus points. The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. You be the judge trivia. T.J. Haas, 10 points away from becoming the 52nd member of BYU's 1,000-point club. He would also join current teammates Nick Emery and Yoli Childs with 1,000. He'd also make it three brother tandems who each scored 1,000 points at BYU. Who are the other two sets of BYU brothers to have scored 1,000-plus points? The answer, the Roberts brothers, Fred and Ken, and the Emery brothers, Nick and Jackson. And that's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mind. Time for a final break. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming your way next live from Redbird Arena in Normal, Illinois on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, the BYU-Illinois State coming up. Dave Rose in our pregame interview talking about the scorer's mentality T.J. Haas has adopted of late in particular. Last three games, Brian Santiago, 21 points a game, 60% from the field, 53 from the arc. He's playing with a lot of confidence, Greg. He's, he saw the ball go through a few games ago, and like we talked about earlier, he's just playing with tremendous confidence. And the thing that I love the most is he's making everybody else around him better, and that's really important. I think Yoli's playing better. It's important that two or three other guys for BYU to win this 
game step up tonight and actually knock some shots down. BYU, Illinois State tipping it off next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.